1: Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jiang. And with political and economic uncertainty, markets have been volatile in recent months with the stock market flashing red day after day in some days. But why have Singapore stocks bucked the regional downtrend, downward trend and are still up year to date? And how can Singaporean investors protect their portfolio and, man- and manage risk during times of uncertainty? Joining us on the phone to help us answer these questions is Charu Chanana market strategist at Saxo markets hi Charu welcome to the show
0: hi Hongbin, thank you for having me such a pleasure
1: hi it's a pleasure to have you on okay so let's start off with the STI the STI seems to be booking the regional trend on most days why is the STI of the indexes in Asia
0: that is still up this year so of course, you know, there's been so much volatility this year. The macro conditions have been weakening. Uh, we've seen inflation continue to run higher than targets in mm-hmm. U.S., but also Europe, you know, I mean, where it is a bigger problem and it is on the verge of an energy crisis mm-hmm. now. Recession fears have picked up considerably, you know, uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine accelerated the energy woes uh, for the whole of the world, but especially for Europe. Uh-huh. Um, now we've also seen these geopolitical tensions in the region here in Asia with, you know, U.S. ties with Taiwan getting stronger, which is kind of provoking China at this moment. Uh, so that brings a real threat of, you know, U.S.-China tensions going uh, downhill from here and possibly a new leg of the trade war. So, you know, I mean, there's so much volatility, so many risks, so many uncertainties going on. Mm-hmm. What do people usually do with times like this? They would want to park their money in safe places. Mm-hmm. And that's where Singapore's reputation as a safe haven comes to the rescue. So when times are tough, you would likely, you know, uh, want to um, reduce your risk exposure mm-hmm. and go with countries or companies or investments that have approved track record of sailing through those challenging times mm-hmm. and you go where you have some sort of a trust in the administration and in the management and the policy framework mm-hmm. and that's what Singapore provides you really just to provide some
1: background context compared with other indexes in Asia how much
0: is the SDI still
1: up here date? I mean
0: uh, we've seen um, the SDI still up over four mm-hmm. uh, percent this so far this year uh, it did go below 3100 um, at some point in late June to early July mm-hmm. uh, the last six months uh, has been overall down by 5% or so, uh, but it has recovered most of those uh, losses now and is coming back to about 3,300-plus 3, levels. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So
1: how, um, you know, we, we are, we're seeing also rate hikes and inflation globally, right? So how has the STI so far been impacted by these further rate hikes and inflation? Uh,
0: so, you know, we had the Singapore's Q2 GDP out uh, last week. Um, it was revised lower to 4.4% year-on-year year from an advanced estimate of 4.8%, mm-hmm. uh, which actually suggested a quarter-on-quarter contraction of 0.2%. Uh, so that means uh, that if we do actually see one more quarter of negative GDP growth, we would be calling Singapore in a technical recession. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, of course, the vulnerability of Singapore comes mainly from the fact that it has this high dependence on global growth because mm-hmm. it is an export-oriented economy. Uh, so any slowdown in global growth will mean that there will be uh, lower demand for Singapore's exports. Mm. And also the dependence on China is pretty high as well. And with China continuing with a zero-COVID policy, the demand is uh, still not back to its normal levels there. Uh, so we d- we did have the M T I kind of narrowing down its forecast for annual GDP growth to three to four percent mm-hmm. from three 3- three to five percent uh, before that. Uh, so of course risks of global slowdown are in- increasingly uh, creating downward pressures on Singapore's growth as well. Mm-hmm. And inflation is a problem. We can feel it, you know, in our rents, in our transportation, in our day to day routines at the grocery store, or the coffee shops, or the restaurants. It, it-, it, is-, it is quite high, although not comparable to global levels, but Singapore's inflation is high. So that does mean that the uh, monetary authority will have to Uh, Continue with its monetary tightening, and that can mean a further run lower in the S D I as well in H two. Okay, so with
1: inflation and recession fears as well, we're also seeing a lot of market downturns, and it's it's creating a lot of uncertainty right now in the markets. Should we be uh, panicking?
0: (laughs) We should never panic, you know, (laughs) because that erodes our decision making ability. Really, Mm -hmm. what you need to do instead is to uh, exercise caution, Mm. uh, stay focused on your short and long-term goals, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, remember that, you know, we are in a very different world right now and tightening financial conditions is not something that we've seen over the last many decades. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the easy monetary policies, uh, it's been actually quite uh, simple to be in the markets and get uh, some decent returns, you know. Uh, but now um, you you possibly need some more active portfolio management strategies to generate the alpha and beat the market because, liquidity conditions are tightening and it won't be that easy for the markets right now so instead of panicking Mm -hmm. i would say we need to be focused on creating those sustainable investment solutions that can help us to meet our goals Mm. then how should investors you know
1: construct their portfolio and manage risk and what type of risk should be looking should we be looking out for as well
0: Uh, so of course i two things that are very important is to understand your personal goals and have Mm. some plans as to how you want to reach them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also assess your personal risk levels, you know, which which risk bucket do you really fit in? Are you aggressive? Mm. Do you want to be defensive or you want to be balanced? And in terms of uh, the types of risks, this could be the market risk or the default and liquidity risk, which, you know, where you should avoid possibly getting into illiquid assets if your risk tolerance is low. Uh, there's concentration risk, so you should look for non-correlated assets. Mm-hmm. But overall, you have to think of these two things um, in conjunction to each other. You have to align them and keep a time frame in mind. Mm-hmm. So, suppose if you have goals where you need some money in the next six months, then. Um, you do not construct a risky portfolio in that situation, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But if your time horizon is relatively longer, then you are possibly in a situation to take more risk. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think it's very important to look at what kind of an asset allocation suits you as an investor. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have to constantly uh, evaluate your investment strategy uh, to update it in terms of, your risk, your goals, and how far you are from your goals. Mm -hmm. So I think that will be important. Definitely. So what about, you know,
1: dollar cost averaging? How can investors use that to build their portfolios? A
0: great question because, I mean, that is something really useful in these times. Mm -hmm. Uh, So dollar cost averaging is basically a strategy um, where you do not commit a fixed amount, uh, you know, the whole amount in one go. You commit a fixed amount to the markets every month or whatever time frame Really works for you So, but it, it actually means that you have regular investments rather than one big investment at a time uh, so the objective is to uh, not to try to time the market and possibly bring down your average investment cost so for example if you want to buy say 20 shares of apple mm-hmm. you don't go all in today and buy say it, I think it's trading around 170 dollars right, so you don't right. go all in today and, instead you buy two today two next week and you know mm. suppose you buy maybe 10, to 10 today at 170 and 10 next week maybe the price has gone down to 160 mm-hmm. so that brings your average buying price to about 165 so I think it's a really useful strategy if you're especially bearish on markets or uncertain as to what is the direction that the markets will take. Uh, it can help you to um, avoid saying, oh, yes, this is the dip. Let me go in and all buy and then getting fooled about it.
1: Mm, OK, and very quickly, um, why should investors consider personal finance and wealth management innovations?
0: Uh, so like we discussed, you know, I mean, of course, there's been, we talk about all these uncertainties mm-hmm. and volatilities in the market. Mm. Uh, so if, what this means is that it is increasingly difficult to generate the alpha as liquidity taps are closing innovation will make you transform that volatility into an opportunity rather than a threat Mm -hmm. Uh, so if you capture it early you have the first mover advantage as well i think it's just important to keep up with latest trends so if there is a new offering that can potentially help you to plan your investment journey better in line with your goals in line with your risk tolerance I think it's very natural to consider it. And of course, yeah, if it doesn't cost a bomb, uh, I think it will be uh, something that uh, you know, investors should certainly look out for. Mm.
1: Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today and explaining all of this for us.
0: It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you. We've been speaking with Charu Chanana, market strategist at Saxo Markets. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg.